listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. Here we are in Crossville, Tennessee today. Uh, Heart of Crossville. Uh, it's cold outside, man. It's cold. Uh, we, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do mostly Dr. Lee Merritt. Uh, uh, she has a new uh, um, it's Dangerous Dames with Courtney something, uh, and uh, it's an, she goes through ten ways in which uh, they're using electromagnetic waves rays to 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 make you sick, to make you sick, to make you die. Warfare on humanity. Right, and uh, we I. Want to start with an heroic speech made in front of British, British Parliament by Dr. Michael Eden. Did I say his name right? All right. Uh, it's been almost completely censored from the internet. Uh, one of my friends uh, from Europe sent it to me, or to Canada now, Canada. Uh, but it's hard to find. We'll include that with with the uh, uh, with this broadcast. Uh, and he, he accuses them uh, of, of deliberately sickening people. Uh, he talks about the uh, lipid-wrapped uh, lipo, nanoparticles that are in that vaccine that I looked, you know, uh, the, the papers on those in 2014, up till 2014, every experiment they had done with animals with those things, all the animals died. Okay, in 2014, they probably made some kind of breakthrough, because Merck, that was leading the show in vaccines, they were they they were they were the uh, uh, principal uh, proponent of it, and and and, uh, but they they suddenly got out of vaccines, but they didn't really get out of vaccines. What they went into was nanotechnology, uh, and 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 they brought brought up the company. Uh, uh, Eldritch, Sigma Eldritch. Sigma Eldritch is where they got the supplies to make the vaccine. So Merck never got out of vaccines. They just, they, they became the source of the vaccines. So in 2014, they must have figured out how they could get it into an animal where the animal wouldn't die, or at least most of the time. Dr. Eden accuses them of murdering 17 million people with this vaccine. Uh, and that's probably what the figures are. Uh, everybody I know took that vaccine, gets sick constantly. Uh, they, they, they have all kinds of things wrong with them. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I, can't, I can't believe that they're going to get away with this. Uh, and I really don't think they're going to, because uh, well, we are starting to achieve a critical mass here. But, but they, they're going to fight back because they have all kinds of technologies. And we got so many morons among us to go, oh, 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 conspiracy theory. Well, we're going to blow some holes in that today. I, I, doc, Dr. Dr. Um, Lee, she, she already did, Lee Merritt. Uh, she already did, but we're going to, uh, it's interesting. If you try to look her up on the internet, you're going to find all these articles blasting her for being a charlatan, for being a fake. Uh, uh, that's and uh, Snopes uh, trying to rebut her, and the, the first article that comes up, you know, it's the first article that comes up that's pro Dr. Lee Merritt. It's my article on Veterans Today. It's right under the Snopes one. Go look it up. Uh, so uh, and that that was the one where, where we came out with the the uh, the little uh, uh, study, this uh, public med study that showed that the Ashkenazis have a semi-immunity to, 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 the, to this, this, uh, this COVID, this, this, this uh, I don't know what you want to call it. I'm hesitant to call it anything any, uh, anymore because, uh, you know, we can't say it's a virus. I, I don't really believe that there are viruses. But I, I, that we can be damn sure that there's something. I mean, I don't go along with the fact uh, with uh, uh, it's all... It's all done by, uh, you know, technology. Uh, as Dr. Merritt's trying to make a case for, but, uh, you know, bacteria, I wrote about this in 2015, okay? And that's what got me, in, uh, that's really what landed me in the, the trouble I, I, I got in with them. 
After that, I was invited to stay at Jacksonville Naval Base at the expense of the DOD. They tried to keep me there. It didn't work out well for them. Uh, but uh, I was censored after that. Uh, my cousin, he puts up, uh, the Sage of Quay, he puts up the old uh, interview he did with me on this. This was the two, uh, two articles I did on MKUltra, uh, where, where I, I explained to you what the American Association of Universities was doing in conjunction with the DOD and, and DARPA in, in trying to control the bacteria. You got to understand that you were 39 trillion bacteria cells and 30 trillion human cells, most of the human cells being in your bloodstream. Uh, so control that was what MKUltra was really about, control the bacteria and control the human. But there are bacteria, there are funguses, there, there are molds that are highly infectious. Uh, now, I, I, the, what they're calling a virus, well, they say it's not a life form because a virus cannot replicate itself outside of its host. So it does not qualify as a life form. But it could, well, not it could, it, 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 the number of things it could be would be L-form bacteria, which was discovered after the electron microscope and brought here by, by uh, Jews that were defecting from Germany over the Nazi regime. Uh, it could be mycoplasma, which was discovered with also with 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 the uh, with the uh, the electron microscope. Neither one of those have cell walls, just like a virus, <coughs> and also highly infectious. If you don't think tuberculosis is highly infectious, you ought to read some history books. Killed like half the people uh, uh, born uh, in Africa. It still does, as a matter of fact, but. I, w I would like you to listen to Dr. Eden's heroic speech, and it's heroic, uh, and uh, we're going to get into Dr. Dr. Lee Merritt, and, and this is right up uh, 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 Phil's, Phil's uh, field of expertise. He's read uh, Royal Rift's book, he worked on this stuff in the Army, and, and you know bacteria can be controlled with, with microwaves, by the way, uh, so uh, that's, that's a proven fact. So he's going to go through we got a list of 10 ways, and these are 10 technologies they have. I, 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 if you want to laugh and call it a conspiracy theory, I really want to slap you hard across the face. Just go away. Just go away. You're too, you're too, uh, is the quote Gordon Duff, one of the guys that did this to you. You're too stupid to live anyway. Go ahead, Phil. Take it from there. Well, the uh, interview with Dr. Merritt I found to be most enlightening. Um, and the title was the 10 Methods of Energy War Warfare. And Sage Quay posted it. It was posted elsewhere. I went and looked for it, found it on Rumble, um, as long as you skip that first five-second commercial. Um, it, it's real good quality video. Um, 10 Methods of Energy Warfare. And she lists them not in any particular order, as cell phone radiation, microwaves, microwave ovens in particular, but we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, ELF. Now, ELF, she has a difficult time understanding what ELF is. I'll explain that in a bit. But it, it's actually a frequency band. Does she defines it wrong, doesn't she, Phil? Yeah, Define it prop properly for our audience, please. Uh, it's listed in the uh, international directories, ELF is extremely low frequency. Uh, that means that the cycle rate of that signal is very long because there's an inverse relationship between frequency and, and wavelength. So the, the wavelength is a very long wavelength um, and it has the, the ability to uh, because it's such a long wavelength to pass through the earth uh, and that's how they communicate with submarines and, and used to even more so than today. Uh, the other things, the next thing she goes into is lasers, scalar energy, uh, death photons, uh, deuterium in the water, uh, optogenetics, psychotronics, and then uh, somewhere in there she throws in nuclear radiation. Um, you know, the, there's 
an interesting thing out there. We've been fighting this, quote, 5G, uh, and, and, you know, the, the 4G systems and the 3G systems that your cell phone ran on, all of those systems, uh, they're not 2 gigahertz frequency range or 3 gigahertz or 4 gigahertz or whatever. Um, it has to do with, yes, the frequency range that the cell phones are operating in, but it's not indicative of that. The G in the, in the 4G, 5G, whatever, stands for generation, and that is the, the generation of technology. Um, the next generation, of course, is 6G, and 6G is, is even more integration of the Internet of Things, um, and that's, that's a real big one. Uh, because they, that leads down a road that the transhumanists are pushing, which uh, to my mind is almost inevitable uh, because they've so dumbed down the public. Um, let's, let's look at these in turn. Uh, the cell phone radiation. Uh, when I was uh, first in uh, Berlin, 1980, I was working for the U.S. Army. I was a young soldier, and my job was to determine particular radio signals that were floating around in the atmosphere, what they were, who they were, where they came from, and what they were being used for. Um, one thing that we found out, I found out very quickly, is that a microwave transmitter, anything up in the 1.6 to above gigahertz range, with very little power being transmitted, uh, can kill things. Uh, I saw we, when you go into the ray dome, and a ray dome is a geodesic dome that's uh, fabric or fiber covered frame uh, that shields the antenna from weather and prying eyes, because if you look at the antenna, you can determine, uh, in some cases generally, what uh, that antenna is intended to receive. Uh, so anyway, we, we, one of the first jobs that I had as a new soldier to the station was going up into those ray domes, as they're called, um, and sweeping the floors and making sure everything's working and so on. Well, there were always dead birds, and they were not only dead birds, but they were mummified birds. Those birds were killed by the microwave uh, signals in those antennas, the, the energy, those energy waves. Um, so that's, that's just my introduction to what microwaves can do. Um, put your head inside a microwave oven, what's going to happen? Um, you know, you're going to die. Uh, that, that was a kind of a, an introduction to that um, particular aspect of, of her discussion. Then she talks about ELF. And ELF is, is almost in the electromagnetic radio frequency spectrum. It's almost the same as gamma rays in the nuclear radiation spectrum um, in that it can pass through anything. Those low uh, frequency waves, and, and when you think of a, uh, a waveform, think of a wave like on the ocean, those waves have to be measured somehow. Um, so they, they look for a cyclic nature. That cycle is the start of that wave and then it goes to the point where that wave begins to repeat, and that is a cycle. If you think of a sine wave or a wave on the ocean, one wave you can measure from peak to peak to peak. That's a way of measuring uh, the waves. Uh, now, the, the extremely low-frequency waves are very, very difficult to uh, even determine 
that there's uh, any kind of cyclic nature to those because they may only the carrier wave the one that is is transmitted uh, that carries the information the information may be a burst at, at five gigabits or whatever the speed might be but the carrier wave that that wave of the extremely low frequency um, you may not even be able to detect it hardly but it will it will go long distances with just the use of the planet itself as the antenna um, and it goes through the earth goes through the ocean she talks about the use of it back in the 70s and 80s as a means by which they could communicate with the submarines that were under the ice cap in the Arctic, uh, the boomers as they're called. And uh, I've seen those signals. I know the kind of signals they run uh, depending on the kind of power and where you are, uh, because we will talk about resonance here in a little bit, that will affect um, the surrounding area depending on the power and the person. Uh, the other thing she talks about is lasers. And, and lasers uh, go along with directed energy weapons. Um, the next one is very similar, which is scalar energy. Um, and by tuning the laser, uh, the scalar energy, actually the death photons, and optogenetics and psychotronics, though, and many of these, but uh, the laser and scalar, uh, those are directed energy weapons that cause heat damage. Um, By adjusting the resonance, you can target a particular, uh, like, like she was saying, she owns a machine that she uses to take off tattoos. Okay, so now each color is targeted with a particular resonance. Okay, so that explains, it explains Maui. It, explain, it explains 911, where you have trees growing, which didn't lose a leaf. California. Next to, right, California, fires in California. Uh, next, next, next to automobiles of made of metal that have been melted, and the tree is still leafed out. That, that, what they're doing is they're resonating the frequency of the laser to take out whatever, whatever, uh, or whatever kind of directed energy weapon it is. Go ahead. I think it's. I. I, I think she's hitting on something with the lasers. I always thought it was directed energy weapons, but I guess. I guess a laser doesn't qualify as a directed energy weapon anyway. But uh, the the way she's talking about it, the, 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 by controlling the resonance, uh, they they can talk, see like the way the World Trade Center was dropped. You target the metal, the steel structure in the frame. It melts the frame, and then the building drops like a ton of bricks. Maybe a couple of well-placed explosives. Boom. Thing collapses like the house of pancakes. And you know, Nikola Tesla, back in the 1920s or whenever, um, showed that he could hook up a signal generator to the girders of a skyscraper in Chicago and make that thing swing like it was in a 200-mile-an-hour wind. It's the same thing. It's finding that resonant frequency of whatever it happens to be, and then once you have that resonant frequency, you're able to uh, manipulate, once you bring the gen signal generator and that object into resonance with one another, you're able to, through changing your uh, resonant frequency generator's frequency, uh, or the wavelength, um, then what you're able to do is change the resonance of that object. And, and we see that in, in um, situations not only physically, but empathically. Your empaths, people that are empathic, they're picking up energy of other people. Well, the very good empaths, when they pick up that energy, they begin to resonate with it, and then they manipulate that resonance that is shared between the two to bring the resolution to whoever the uh, patient, if you will, is at that point in time. So it's the same kind of thing, 
um, in, used in various different ways. Um, but the, the, ener the directed energy weapons have a, a double edge to them. And, and Jack and I were talking about this in, in the show prep, was we have a situation on our planet where you look at all of the South American Mayan, Incan, pre-Incan, pre-Mayan ruins, and you go, how the hell did they build that? Or you look at the pyramids, and you go, how the hell did they build that? We can't reproduce it today. But if we were to come up with a means by which to resonate those solid granite rocks that they were either liquefied and poured into molds without destroying their composition, that's one potential way, or the other in the case of South America, is you get a, a, a boulder the size of a house and you only need to resonate that first inch or so of that so that it molds to the shape of the rock that it's sitting on. And now you have these gaps that are imperceptible um, between the rocks. There's no need for any mortar because they're all locked in with one another. Those are, are the, the positive side of directed energy. And there's so much going on with that that it, it boggles the mind, really. Um, uh, on the macro scale, it, it just I think about it. The potential of it boggles the mind. I mean, we wouldn't need wood anymore to create structures. We could let the trees alone. Uh, we could build everything out of stone like they did, they did in days gone by. And it would last 10,000 years instead of 40 years. Exactly. And you look at the scalar energy and, and the potential for scalar energy, something that uh, Schumann, Schauberg, um, Tesla, Royal Life, all of these people from the early or, or late 19th century, early 20th century, all these inventors and, and brilliant minds were working on defining electromagnetic waveforms. Once you know they, they had been able to create or isolate electricity, now they're trying to uh, develop ways to, to utilize that energy. And the scalar waves, I've been thinking about this for the last week or so, um, and, and scalar waves are, quote, standing waves. These are waves that are not running in a wave, they're staying in the same place in, in physical space-time. Um, and all of the energy is, is contained right there. And if you think about the electric motor, the AC electric motor, or the uh, generators, the hydroelectric generators that were designed by Nikola Tesla, then uh, he was using wires and, and had to use uh, equipment that was available in the industry in those days and times. So therefore, he had to use bearings. They had to use oil on the bearings and grease on the bearings and all these mechanical type things. But as I think about scalar technology, I think about the ability to switch um, that magnetic field back and forth. And, and so the way an electric motor works is you have one field of energy and it alternates the magnetic field causing the armature to pull and so on between the magnets that are in, in, built into those things. Well, if you had scalar energy and you had it set up so that you had switching scalar energy, uh, that energy, once you had the field rotating, not the actual machine itself, but the field rotating, you would get the same effect. And then you could put your cables on, on one of the coils and draw the energy, much the same as Nikola Tesla was attempting to do. Um, so scalar energy has a huge potential 
in, in our world today, and, and probably it's just a reinvention of something that was known prior to the, the last ice age, in, in my mind. Uh, let's go to the death photons. Uh, death photons is, is, again, something Royal Rife uh, developed in uh, the 1920s. This guy was the most celebrated of, of doctors out there because he showed that you could hit a particular bacterium or a particular disease uh, bacterium with a, a type of energy, whether it be an electromagnetic frequency um, or, or a uh, photonic frequency based upon color of light. He found that for some things to even be seen, you had to put them under infrared light or blue light or a different color light before you could even see these things in a microscope and then you hit them with a different color light and they're dead. Well, that's what death photons is about. Um, you know, photonic energy is, is nothing more than the mass uh, versus waveform of the photon, it's the light energy, um, as we call it, from the sun. And, and there are many, many, many you know, frequencies, almost an infinite number of frequencies or signal types within that range, uh, all of which have an effect on the body. Getting in the sun, if you're in the sun, what happens? You don't just get burned, you get vitamin D. There are things within your body that require the wave coming from the sun through the magnetic field of the planet for you to be healthy, whether that's your, your human cells, your soul cells, or it is the uh, necessity of your symbiotic relationship with your bacterium in your body. There is a, a relationship between photons and life. Um, deuterium in the water. Deuterium in the water. She talks about um, the deuterium in that it is a, an isotope. Uh, it's heavy water. That which was developed and necessarily had to be developed to produce nuclear fusion, fission, excuse me. Uh, and so there is approximately, depending on where you are, 20% um, deuterium in your water. And that's anywhere and everywhere. Um, although there are some ways to change that. Um, and I'll, I'll I really want to say this about water and um, vibration and resonance. There, there's been study after study after study. Water your plant with just water that's been boiled versus water that was boiled in a microwave. The water that's just been boiled will cause a very thriving, wonderful plant to grow, whereas the microwaved water will kill your plant. That's one, one way of showing the effect of electromagnetic waves on your, um, your system. Now, the other aspect of that is, is they've shown in other studies, if you, whatever praying means to you, if you pray good things over your water, you pray with love and gratitude over your water, versus, oh, I hate water, I gotta have another glass of water, they tell me I gotta drink water, and your anger and your hatred go through into that water, the water has different effects on that person and, and uh, on the biome of that person. Um, and whether that's an electromagnetic effect or there's another waveform that we have yet to detect called argon, organ, or ether, or any of the names that have been given to this unknown effect within our environment. But the point being is deuterium in your water is very uh, detrimental to your health because it is a form of radiation. Optogenetics, that's the next one. Optogenetics, that's a misnomer. 
um, but not really. It's affecting your genes, it's affecting your uh, bacterial biome, it's affecting your body, it's affecting the graphene oxide and potentially not only graphene oxide but any type of nanoparticle at, through the use of light and light frequencies being absorbed by that particle within the human system. Uh, there's lots and lots and lots of studies going on currently as we speak where they're using graphene oxide as a carrier for a particular type of medication. Well, how do they tell that graphene oxide to open up? They're finding they can do that with infrared light. Um, now, the flip side of that is the body, the cells within the body can produce photons, and that's light energy. If you're producing light energy within your own cells, much the same as a fish down at the bottom of the ocean that never seen light produces its own light, um, you radiate a photon from your cells. Uh, that photon, depending on the wavelength of that light, um, can turn on a graphene oxide package and make it open up. So there's where we go into the optogenetics. It's, it's using light frequency within your system to affect uh, changes to your genome. And graphene oxide is a big, big part of that. Psychotronics, MKUltra, <laughs> it's that simple. Um, when you and nuclear radiation, and we all know about gamma rays, alpha, beta, and gamma rays. Uh, but if, if you've ever picked up and, and read anything produced by CERN, you'll find that they're looking for and at a whole bunch of other things besides just alpha, beta, and gamma rays from the 1945 nuclear explosions, which is what we're all taught about and supposed to protect against and so on. Um, nuclear radiation includes all those subatomic particles. Uh, Your cell phone, microwave ovens. All of those things are electromagnetic radiation that have a detrimental effect on the human um, condition. I mean, she brought up the patent. Now, I, I, I produced this patent. Uh, it was my last post I did, my last serious post. Uh, maybe I should have resigned after that, uh, but uh, uh, it's a Tuki Memorial Post Part Two. She gives the number of the patent, which we'll provide with 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 our post, and uh, it's 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 a patent that, that Google applied for in 2002 or 2003 to uh, uh, train your brain with these the, these the psychotronics through 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 the screen on your computer or, or on your television set. I mean, this is not a conspiracy theory. The patent's there. Google applied for it. It was the first thing they did when they became Google. Uh, they've been using this on you for 20 years, man. It's just another name for, for subliminal programming or neuro-linguistic programming, I'm Tony Robbins, and all these different things. They all come down to the same thing. It, it's, it's changing the the system either the way you think the way you feel physically um, it's making changes that we don't necessarily have any say so over and and that's the whole point and, and we're going to take a break but i want to to remind you that this started out with a little bit of discussion which we'll come back to about transhumanism. She actually gives uh, shout outs to Victor Schauberger and, and to, to Nikolai Talsa. Uh, she talks about both of us. She talks about the Germans rejecting Einsteinian science and, and, uh, and uh, picking up what, uh, what Talsa was doing. Uh, now, I, I don't understand why it is so hard for people to, to comprehend that this is what's happening. Like what I'm telling you the, the other day about uh, 
an Oak Ridge lab over here trying to open a portal into another dimension. They actually said it. They retracted the statement, but they said it. They admitted it. CERN tells you openly that's what they're trying to do. Brookhaven, they don't even talk. Uh, but uh, they, this is the, the, the type of sciences that they're using and what you think is science. Like if I go on Twitter, you have people that they call themselves science this, science that. I, I immediately blocked them. I got one science girl. I let her keep going because she doesn't bring up this false science. These are all fake sciences. Uh, and what what Dr. Lee Merritt is discussing here are the real sciences. Uh, as far as all this is concerned, uh, we, we we are we are not but a, a signal floating in space. Uh, we, uh, the, what you see, the material world, we, we constructed it. We constructed it by mutual consensus. Uh, and if you do not understand what they are doing, you become a victim. And maybe, maybe it's like Gordon Duff said, you're too stupid to live. Uh, anybody who goes, ooh, 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 it's a conspiracy theory, well, they deserve to die. And hopefully their children, you know, I don't care about their children either, you know, because the apple don't fall far from the tree. So maybe the vaccine was a good thing. Maybe the vaccine was a good thing. They shot them all up with this death serum now, and they're all going to die. I don't know. But I know there's going to be a hell of a lot of us left, too, that, that, didn't, that didn't go for the bait. So it, it falls on us to, 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 to really to understand this stuff. And it's difficult for me, too. I mean, Phil's got a background in this. I don't. Uh, this is all this is all Greek to me. When I first met Phil back in, uh, he actually came down to see me at, uh, when I was staying with the DOD. He didn't trust him either. Uh, and he drove all the way from Tennessee to come down there to see me. And it, we started talking about this. It was, uh, it was in that restaurant made famous by Don Henley, uh, uh, at Sunset Grill, and he said, I, I, my mouth dropped, you know. This is all stuff I didn't know about. But I've made a, a, a concerted effort to, to understand it, uh, and, and, and I think you all need to, too. Go ahead, Phil, take it from there. You're the man with this. Well, as I look at this and think about it, uh, for lack of a better term, um, those unethical individuals who are steering and have been steering the direction of R&D, the direction of rediscovery of what the ancients knew, um, and, and the, the people who are directing uh, the, the downplay of critical thinking in humanity, uh, they, at some point in the past, created an egregore that has, goes by the name today of transhumanism. They, the desire was to put your soul or consciousness or both into silicon computer chips or a biological system uh, and that way, your individual character characteristics can be replicated and go on its own merry way in its own dimension within the 3D um, time-space universe or that particular dimension. That egregore has no ethics. And we see that in that the driving force that gets all the money, that which gets all the money, is the side of this electronic warfare, this electromagnetic warfare, which in turn can uh, and does lead to the psychic warfare. Uh, they want to be able to take everything and put it in a computer. And ultimately, this comes down to, as individuals, they at some point, somebody said, well, you know, we've got Jesus promising immortality. We've got uh, Yahweh pro promising immortality to you if you believe. 
Well, they're trying to find a way where you don't have to freaking believe at all. You will get your immortality because we're going to put you into a system where you'll never die. You'll never transition from this uh, conscious five sensor sensory input into something greater. Uh, that's why they, they are suppressing and have suppressed for thousands and thousands of years the intuitive, the psychic, the, the um, sixth sense, whatever you want to term it, they're suppressing that because that does not compute with this physical five senses universe. The two do not go hand in hand other than for a period of time we call a life. Um, and, and the real question that, that we have to ask and must continue to ask is, are we going to ethically allow these things to happen? It's, and whatever you think about Michio Keku, I, I heard him on on the television the other day, some program, um, and and he he was talking about the double-edged sword of R and D developments in technology. Uh, you can develop a particular technology that will get space travel for some form of sensor that comes close to the speed of light, you can do that today. But at the same time, that same technology can be used to basically destroy the planet through having something that will move from one part of the planet to the other in the blink of an eye. So it, there's a double-edged sword there. Do you want to travel near the speed of light or do you want to destroy the planet? You've got both of those. Um, all of these technologies, microwaves, um, pho photonic energy, scalar waves, all of these different things have a very positive side when you take the time to look at it. Therein lies the ethical question that we're up against is why and is it that the, the effort and the dollars and the grant money to colleges and universities and research labs is all bent on military death, killing people, versus the flip side of that, which is raising people up, building homes and houses that'll last for thousands of years, providing free energy so people have the ability to produce to their level of experience, expertise, and energies physically. Um, that's all being suppressed. And, and it's being suppressed through all of these different means. Uh, you know, we were talking about penicillin earlier. And, and penicillin being a mold that grows on bread, it kills your biome or particular bacteria and, and other things that are growing within your system that you have a symbiotic relationship with. Well, if you kill those off, they will be replaced by something. That something is, is what the question then becomes. Is it something that is being ingested through your Coca-Cola and Mountain Dew? Um, are those chemicals in Coca-Cola and Mountain Dew feeding a particular uh, entity or uh, critter within your biome that allows for greater control of you or stops your insulin system from functioning. You become overweight, you become diabetic, so on and so forth. Diabetes is a disease that was unheard of 100 years ago. I mean, and now everybody gets it. <laughs> right. And the, and the diversity of our biome, and this is something else that we were talking about on, during the break, is the diversity of our biome has shrunk immensely from when we were um, gathering our food based upon where we happened to be traveling that week. 
if, if we know we're going to the mountains because it's springtime and we're going to go to the mountains because that's where the next feast is to be held and you gather your food along the way, that's going to be different from the food that is in your fall and winter camping grounds, if you will. Um, so you're going to have a much greater biome. You're going to have bacteria and other uh, uh, entities that are, that are able to utilize what you get along the way. If you're only eating the same foods from the same mar market every day or every other day and every week, you go and buy the same groceries. Well, we'll get milk for the kids and Cheerios. Oh, and here's my Coca-Cola, and here's my, my beer that's been processed and homogenized and all this. You get, get all of that, and every week you get the same thing. Now you have reduced the biodiversity in your system, which causes your immune system to go out of whack. And when your immune system, which is actually your biome, um, goes out of whack, you get sick. So you go to the doctor, and the doctor gives you something that kills off more of your biome and, and encourages the growth of other entities within your system that you may or may not want to have a symbiotic relationship with. That's where they're going with this is they want everybody uh, to be happy with bread and circus, and we are going to feed the particular uh, symbiotic creatures within your system that produce the proteins or other chemicals which react with your brain and your cell structure to cause you to get sick, to cause you to get depressed, and so on. Um, and and those, those are the kinds of things that that these transhumanists are not discussing. The scientists are, and science is, but they're not talking about it. And, and so then ultimately, and this is something that, that I'm going to throw out there, um, if the biological symbiotic symbiotes, the uh, bacteria and the fungi and, and everything that is growing and, and living in our systems, if they have a brain, is it a hive mind? Do they have a mind? Do they have consciousness? And if they do, who's driving the boat? Them or us? Are they overriding our soul and our human consciousness through the use of their excrement those chemicals that we're supposed to use. That's what I wrote about in the MKH <coughs> Painted Blue series. Uh, who's really in charge here? Also the bacteria. It seems to me that, 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 that our behavior is extremely self-destructive. And the behaviorship of our leadership, leadership is extremely self-destructive. You're going to tell me they know what they're doing? Not, not Americans and Westerners. Uh, have become aware of what they are and, 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 and uh, their stewardship of the planet is increasing and they know not to have 15 children uh, and, 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 and not to waste uh, resources. Now they're going to replace them with savages from the third world that want to have 15 children, that want to cut down all the trees, that want to get whatever they can for nothing without working. And, and, and what is that going to do? It's going to leave a barren, raped planet. That's what it's going to do. Uh, and, and they're going to have, this, is this the planet they want? I, I don't think they're thinking very clearly. I really don't. It comes down to, uh, uh, are they possessed? I mean, demonic possession. Yeah, some of you know that I, I'm in communication with some very powerful religious orders, and they tell me that demonic possession is practically epidemic now. They're working 24-7 doing exorcisms. If you go on Netflix, you'll see half the movies about possession. That's your hint. That's your clue, man. Uh, something wrong with these people. You nearly, you nearly just need to look at them discuss uh, Israel, Israel's latest action against these Arabs, uh, to see that, this, that human beings don't talk this way. I mean, we, we can't have a cease... America doesn't want to cease fire? We want... It's, it's inhuman. 
We are acting in human, and we're not acting to the to the benefit of ourselves. And as far as cre uh, replacing the evolving the evolving groups of people with with the lowest rungs on the evolutionary scale, this is insanity. It's insanity. But yet, that's that's what they want to do. Uh, clergy plan, panulopia. They think this this is the way to go. I, they, I can't tell you, I can't say enough how how this is not clear thinking and, and and we can't allow them to continue to make decisions uh, and uh, the science that they have now uh, must be made available uh, and I'll tell you uh, it's in the DUMBs uh, you'll find that there's elevators in certain government installations that go down below the basement and you'll find that you can get into those DUMBs through these installations that's just a little hint for you. Uh, so uh, you take it from there, Phil. I, I, I just I, 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 I don't want to see, see them continuing. I talked about Don Henley before uh, with this, uh, down at the Sunset Grill. That's from his album, Building the Perfect Beast. And it, he talks about all that stuff. Don Henley was an insider. Uh, and he says, uh, yeah, now that we've discovered the secrets of the universe, we can't tell you. Because where are we going to park the cars if everybody's immortal, you know? And that's, that's the attitude. That's the attitude. But with proper stewardship, like we've had here in, in, in America for the past half a century at least, uh, there is room for everybody. There is room for everybody. And there's room for people to go around without being 150 pounds overweight, without having diabetes, without having a heart condition, and to take a walk on the beach with your girl and watch a sunset and, and really enjoy your life. I, I, I suspect that we could live a thousand years, not a hundred years. Uh, but as Don Henley says, where are we going to park the cars? Well, Maybe we don't need cars, and maybe we'll go to learn where we're going to park the cars instead of this, this, this. It comes down to the lowest possible denominator. Let me get rid of, like, 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 like penicillin, let me get rid of the competition. That's why penicillin kills off bacteria. It's getting rid of the competition, and that's what they're doing with you. And then just a, a quick aside on that that just occurred to me with regard to penicillin. Now we have amoxicillin and, and Keflex and, and Cryptek or whatever the hell they name these things, these very broad spectrum antibiotics, which are capable of killing 99% of your symbiotic bacteria, not only the bad, but the good. Um, and then they program into your television and your emails and Google and everything else especially if they hear on your cell phone you talking to the doctor about your antibiotics the next week it's all going to be about probiotics and prebiotics and put this bug in your system and that bug in your system well who's to say that the research hasn't shown that that's even further limiting the diversity in your system and reducing your immunity and the the things that are produced by those symbiotes is now limited to just those things that the egregore wants uh, that allow for easy manipulation and control of that particular individual or that group of individuals that is using that particular drug. Right, right. Well, I, I, she gives advice on what you should do, like... Uh, as far, don't charge your cell phone in the room you're sleeping in. Uh, learn to maybe disconnect your routers when you're not using them. Uh, Keep your cell phone arm's length away. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I won't talk to you on the cell phone unless it's on speaker. Uh, obviously, the thing is emitting uh, radioactivity and all kinds of other shit, and I ain't putting it by my head. I'm sorry. If you don't want to be in speaker, don't call me. And don't carry it in your pocket. Especially if you're by a guy. your sex organs, yeah. Uh, I figured that one out right away. Uh, no, this don't go in my front pocket. You know, <laughs> I mean that would be a no-brainer. That yeah. would be a no-brainer. Microwave testicles. There yeah. you go. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure you'll find that. Well, we know that that prostate cancer is shot off the scale, uh, and testicular cancer is probably close behind. I don't know. 
the statistics for that. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not anti-technology. I believe technology could be a great asset. Me and Phil are using it right here to get, reach people. Uh, I mean, I, I would still be, uh, I'd still be ignorant if it wasn't for get, becoming computer literate. I, I learned much of what I learned on the computer. I'm just saying that we need to use this technology wisely. Uh, we cannot follow the advice of genetic defects like Bill Gates or Yuval Noah Harari. I mean, look at them. Why would you take advice from those guys? What is wrong with you? I, 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 how much do we have a lot of time left, Phil? Uh, four minutes. Okay. Uh, I need to change the subject a little bit. Uh, now, me, I'm coming under fire for. Uh, uh, maybe I uh, maybe I deserve it because I refuse to admit that Kennedy, RFK Jr., has been ensnared into uh, uh, this 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 Epstein uh, scandal. I don't think that's the case. I think the case is that he's been replaced. I think RFK Jr. is dead. Okay, they got him to admit to this perverted rabbi. This guy's a degenerate. Did you see his latest running through the hotel naked with a towel wrapped around him? So, this guy's demented. And 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 Ted and, and Kennedy embraced him as his friend, as and and it and says that Sahan Sahan killed his father. Went for thirty years. He's been saying the CIA killed his father. Then he loses a debate to the to the loudmouth Jewish fishwife from Florida, Wasserman. He loses it. He loses it. This is the fifth best trial lawyer in the world. Can't handle a loudmouth Jew. Uh, and then, uh, to top it all off, Sean Hannity, who is about as smart as my pillow, makes him look like a fool on TV. That's not RFK Jr. I'm sorry. All right? Uh, you guys, you want to talk about he's, he's part of the conspiracy with Epstein? Go ahead. But I'm telling you, RFK Jr. is dead. And Dennis Kucic knew it, and that's why he dropped out of the frickin', he dropped out of the equation. Uh, every time a Kennedy speaks up, they end up dead, and their record remains unspoiled. So is it electromagnetic waveform? <laughs> is it bacteria that's been introduced that uh, interact with There are so many yeah. ways they could do yeah. it. And you people, you think, oh, look, he's crazy. Jack is crazy. Well, Jack isn't crazy. Jack's aware of the technology they have available to them. And if they wanted to make a Kennedy clone or a Kennedy robot, they could do it. And, and they have done it. They have done it. And, and for this, I don't see any hope for the 2024 election. I really don't. You all want to put your faith in Donald Trump? Go ahead. Just remember, Operation Warp Speed came in on his watch, okay? Uh, just remember that he let FEMA take over the government. Just remember that 200 and something generals wrote him a, a letter to, uh, begging him to declare martial law and that they would back him, and that he didn't. He didn't. So at the very least, the man is a big, fat, orange coward, and he's not, uh, he won't be my president. And, and by the way, I don't look at anybody in D.C. as my, my, they are not my leaders, okay? And they can make all the laws they want about anti-Semitism and, and you come and arrest me. You come and arrest me because the Constitution is what I live by. And that's what my, my, my forefathers fought and died for. They didn't fight and die for you tasty-faced faggots in suits in D.C., okay? They would have bayoneted you. I, I do not acknowledge your laws. I acknowledge only the law of the Constitution. And sheriffs, you sheriffs out there, you better start getting ready to arrest any cop, any cop that thinks he's going to enforce that law. If he does it in your jurisdiction, it is your duty to arrest him. Put him in jail for the rest of his life. I see in England, they, they're trying to uh, dox some woman because she's carrying a play card, of a Palestinian play card, uh, and it's all over Twitter. They're trying to find out who she is. Well, we have sheriffs, and it's the sheriff's job to arrest whoever did that and put them in jail for the rest of their lives. They're committing treason. And that's, that's, and that, that, that's my little saying for the end of this. I, I will not acknowledge their laws, and they can put me in jail for the rest of my life. 
but I do not acknowledge them as my leaders. I would have acknowledged Loft K. Jr. Thanks for another one. We uh, appreciate you listening. Hope you'll like and share and, and continue to support Jack's work. content and our discussion enlightening and entertaining. Please join us at jackhartblog.org, that's jackhartblog.org, to continue the conversations in the comments section. Thank you again for joining us today. Please visit the site and sign up for the newsletter to stay informed of all the latest and greatest from Jack Hart and the Jack Hart Organization.